Hi, Josh. Hi, Sufi. We're going to start with a disclaimer today because we recorded some of our episodes of Family Trips before the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. Uh, We're very supportive of both the Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guild. Not just supportive, but members, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I well, I'm not WGA, but I am SAG. Are you not WGA? Yeah, I don't know how that's happened, but that's the truth. We would really love to have you. Well, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a call. So anyway, (laughs) we're very supportive of the strikes. We're very respectful for the strike rules, one of which is uh, not to have members of the Guild promote their work on things like podcasts. Some of our guests recorded this before the strike, and so we just want to make sure that you know that that was a thing that happened before the strike took place. And that's on the up and up. That's on the up and up. But moving forward, we won't be talking about uh, people's work or projects that are about to come out. We're We're just going to talk about their family trips because until the Family Trips Guild goes on strike, we're good. I just want to talk about more family trips. And sometimes when we get into the weeds talking about people's TV shows. You actually were almost about to go on podcast strike because you didn't like when people were talking about their projects. Yeah, I mean, yawn. I feel like go to another podcast or like watch someone on the Today Show and see them talk about their movies. This is where we talk about family trips. These new strike rules are very in line with your vision for the podcast. Yeah, and I'm glad that I didn't have to really throw my weight around to get my way. Your current (laughs) attitude, I don't know if we want you in the Writers Guild anymore. Oh, wow. (laughs) Play that card. (laughs) All right, everybody. That was a rambling disclaimer. We support the actors, we support the writers, and we hope you support Family Trips with the Myers Brothers. A very exciting episode today. Yeah, old pal. Old pal, the first guest on our show that we've actually gone on a trip with. Um, Yeah, it didn't go go great for him. It didn't go great for him. (laughs) I will say that Colin Jost, who is our guest today, is one of the most unsinkable people I've ever had the pleasure of hanging out with. And I also feel like that trip was the closest I ever saw to him being totally sunk. Yeah. But he does have sort of that sense of humor where even he can see how funny a terrible situation is in the moment. But yeah, he was he was delirious. He was delirious. I mean, I think we're going to go into the details, so I don't want to spoil it, but... We very we came very close to losing Colin Jost. He would have been the world would have been robbed of his time as a as a weekend update anchor. We almost lost him in a Helsinki graveyard. Yeah, he was almost as they say he was almost finished. Oh, <laughs> how dare! How dare you get there before me? I had every expectation of saying that tomorrow, mom and dad were going to come visit me and my family, but then they heard a month later you were coming. And so they canceled their trip because mom and dad would rather be somewhere that you were. Yeah. They didn't want to be here a month before you were here. Right. And when the opportunity to be there with me presented itself, they jumped on that. So now we're a month away before we can report back to how my parents' visit here was. And I'm very happy, I should note, I like when our entire family is together. I think you're an extra set of eyes and ears on mom and dad that can be helpful. Sure. I also think yeah. we've discussed maybe the biggest, because I should stress that this will be mom and dad with my wife's parents, Tom and Joanne, who I love. Yeah. But they will be basically not just visiting me, but my in-laws. And how would you describe, this I think is the trickiest thing every time mom and dad visit with my in-laws. How would you describe the way my wife's family says it's time to go to the beach? Um, Well, you'll be like sitting on the porch, just chatting. And you will have been out there for maybe, I don't know, an hour, 45 minutes. Maybe you have a cup of coffee. And then suddenly someone bangs outside and says, we need to be in the car in two minutes and ready to go. (laughs) You really just wonder why. Maybe somebody could have given us a heads up and there's like, there's an issue with like permits and we need to be in a certain number of cars and it's like all of a sudden tragedy befalls an otherwise sort of peaceful moment and you scramble, you scramble as fast as you can because you don't want to be the one who's caused uh, the delay. 
And also it should be noted, you and I, having spent our entire lives with them, know full well that mom and dad have never done anything in two minutes. No. So just just watching them look for glasses. Yeah. But I mean, well, I, I do that now too. Once you start wearing glasses, you'll know what it's like. I know now from experience, my wife's family is capable of giving more warning than two minutes. So we just have to try to get ahead of them. We right. have to try to predict when crisis is going to begin. Yeah. I also feel like on a trip like this, I've done some some work. I've written a bunch of commercials and uh, and I'll be on set for when those commercials shoot. And it's kind of like a trip like this where I've got your in-laws and mom and dad, because as that sort of writer, I will bounce between like the actor in the spot, the ad agency and the client. And I'll just be like, yeah, these idiots don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> and I am a friend to all and I sell everyone out, but I will just, I will be an ear uh, to listen to your qualms. And then I'll go to team B and I'll be like, team A, they're just, they're, so the thing you want to stress is that if you're ever talking to Josh and Josh is saying, yeah, I agree with you. They're idiots over there. Just know that the next time you see him talking to a different group, <laughs> you're the idiot now. Yeah. It's appeasement, <laughs> full scale. And, I like that uh, you're being honest about it because sometimes you just need an appeaser. You're very good at this. I should note in my in-law's defense, we are always rushing to the beach. And if you don't... Uh, if you don't rush to the beach, must, much like a train or an airplane, it will uh, leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get there and there's just no beach. Yeah. So, it's, you know, you might be like, why would you rush if it's just going to be there anyway? You just don't understand the beach. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to your visit. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm very happy you're going to be there for all of it. And I'm also looking forward for everybody listening now to hear our conversation with Colin Jost. This is Family Trips. And this is Jeff Tweedy basically echoing what I just said. Family Trips with brother. Well, if it isn't our old friend Colin Jost, I feel like I, uh, I just foolishly thought I should wear a Hawaiian shirt for a travel, <laughs> and then immediately was like, "Oh, it's audio." Yeah, that's a podcast, right? I should know. I have. I love you a great deal, and I'm aware of the fact that when you show up, I will always forget how long you've kept me waiting. But on the list of ways you've kept me waiting, hearing that he'll be here soon for the podcast, he's changing his outfit. <laughs> for the for a podcast, <laughs> I just you never know. I mean, sometimes it's about dressing for the the part you want. Dress for the podcast you want to be a guest <laughs> on. <laughs> I was also thinking. I was really my hair. I was going to be like, oh no, my hair is wet again. Another not an issue. Mm. <laughs> but then I remember. I remember at work coming to work a lot. I don't know if you remember with wet hair. And I realized it was a period of my life where I would go swimming before SNL, which was, I couldn't believe things, those things were, were possible now in life. Yes. But I like went to my local YMCA, <laughs> swam like a hundred laps and then came to SNL to write <laughs> with wet hair. You were a very young writer on the show who I felt like was living the life of someone 50 years older than you. <laughs> It was a very Don Drapery existence of waking up in your New York City apartment. You would go to the Y, you would swim laps, and then uh, show up to the office. I, I it was uh, it was a uh, it was just a better life, you know. It's it's yeah. all it's been once I, it's been downhill. Once you can't even swim before work, it's like why are we even doing it? Were you self conscious about coming to work with wet hair? Was that something? I didn't, that you... Never crossed my mind. Oh yeah, uh, no, was, you shouldn't have pointed been. out. It was pointed I, yeah. out to me. But, okay. Uh, I should note, Colin was the least self-conscious person I've ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> Colin was always very late. I remember we would, SNL, the show is shot on the eighth floor, but the offices are on the 17th floor. And one time we called uh, Jost 
and asked him to uh, come down to Higgins' office on 8, one of the producers, Steve Higgins. And he said, I'll be right down. And then it took an hour for him to come down. And when he came in, Higgins threw all the papers in the air like the flash had just come in. Like you'd come in so fast that you blew the papers off his desk. I got. I also got my fur. I I combed my hair again. Again, another another wasted <laughs> podcast thing. I was like, I should comb my hair, and I my I got my first. I I never had a comb. This also might not shock you. I never owned a comb. <laughs> I got my three weeks ago. I was handed on the street. My, this is true of my first comb, and it was a. There's a man I run into in my neighborhood who owns a, a hair store hair salon hair yeah. salon no sure. hair store i think they're called <laughs> hair stores he doesn't sell hair he is, runs a hair salon very nice gentleman and i used to i run into him he'd always say hi he's very nice and then like three weeks ago he, he handed me a comb and was like i wanted to give you a comb <laughs> i don't know i don't know totally know why now uh and i started the last couple weeks i've been like experimenting with a comb and I realized that it's like, you know, I would just use my fingers. Yeah. And now I realize that a comb is like a hundred fingers. It is wow. a lot of fingers. It's a lot of tiny, like, tiny fingers. Like I had been using, all these years I had been combing my hair with an ant and then I was handed a centipede. Wow. Mm. This breaks my heart that we have not <laughs> arranged to have a comb sponsor. <laughs> because it would have been one of the most seamless ad transitions ever on a podcast. Now, I have often thought that you are sort of leading a very blessed life. And now the very fact that a man just <laughs> hands you a comb on your walk. Just another just another drop in the bucket of luck that has blessed Colin Jost. Do you I carry mean, it around in your back pocket, like grease style? <laughs> it's one of those ones that you press a button and it flips out like a switch. Oh, blade. yeah. A yeah. switch comb. <laughs> <laughs> and you also carry a switchblade because you're you're constantly mugged. And now my question is, have you accidentally pulled the comb when you've tried when you've wanted to pull the switchblade? And it, it was one of the it was actually one of the greatest makeovers of both of our lives. That criminal. <laughs> oh, I did. I recently saw a mugger who just had the most beautifully combed hair. I'm well, assuming that. Oh, no. Maybe related. Hey, Jost, you did wear a Hawaiian shirt for our. Yes. He right now Jost for uh, the listeners because he has put so much work into his appearance. <laughs> Looks like a young Magnum PI, but with headphones instead of a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Jost, this podcast is called Family Trips, and we're talking about family vacations. And I have been very lucky over the years. I've met everybody in your family. I met your brother, younger brother Casey. You and Casey, four years difference. Three, three years. So are you guys four? We're two. 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 Okay. I met your parents. You famously are from Staten Island. What were your early, what, I mean, I know, I know the big one, but when you think about the family trips you took, what pops into mind? We, um, my family only did, uh, we had two trips that we did for my entire life, which was, one was Disney World. Uh, and the other was, we would just drive uh, around national parks, like uh, all out West. We would just drive with no, often seemingly no destination, drive around to national parks. So I basically went to every national park that there is out West and and Disney World. And that was the only, those are the only places we went. That seems like two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Do you think your parents were aware that if we're going to give them Disney World once a year, we should also national park it? Uh, yeah, maybe that's the educational part or something is national parks. Um, my my parent, you know, my parents, my mom's never left the country. Like she's never been outside of the country, which is kind of shocking. I, I didn't realize till later in life, and and then I would always be like, I can't believe you've never gone anywhere. And she's like, Well, I've seen the entire world at the pavilion, the World Pavilion at Epcot Center. <laughs> Which I'm sure if you're from any nation and you've visited your nation at Epcot, you think we are represented. This is us. <laughs> well represented. Now, being from Staten Island, do you feel like she considers it international travel just to sort of leave, just to visit Manhattan? Just to, just to see Brooklyn. <laughs> any mainland. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I don't I don't know where that came from, but it was like not even can she had never like driven up to Canada. I don't know I don't know where it came from. She seems like a very worldly person. I should know. I know. I know. You're she does. She doctor, is. She's... Doctor Jost. Let's stress. This is a yeah. uh, a very worldly, Do- very Dr. educated Kelly. woman. Dr. Kelly. She kept her maiden name, so even more worldly. So Dr. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What's Dr. her first Kelly. name? What's your mom's first name? Carrie. So Carrie Kelly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Not gonna believe it. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna wait till the end to spoil it. And hasn't been to Ireland. And no, no, has never oh, been. Ireland. Yeah, that's a trip. We we did that. Last uh, last summer with our parents and uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I really want my so my grandpa is turning ninety eight and he's his whole side is you know Irish firefighters and they've never he's never been either. So I'm almost thinking, can we try to somehow get him on a plane and go to? I mean, I somehow. I mean, obviously it happens, but <laughs> no, you should try to trick him. I think trick and a plane them. is the way to go. Like if hey, you're going to do it, grandpa, look, it's a car. No, no, it's just a car. Get in. They say old people who have never traveled internationally should be tricked (laughs) to get over the hump. We went to Ireland uh, last summer, Jost, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're with my uh, mom and dad, and my mom just constantly asking, could never be in the present without asking a thousand questions about what the future holds, always asking what's next. And we get into a taxi, and we've been telling her all day what we're doing. And we get into a taxi, and she goes, now, wait, what are – we? let me know everything. What are everything we're going to do the rest of the day? And the taxi driver, the most Irish things ever, he goes, I'll tell you what you're going to do. Step one, we're going to go to a pub. Step two, you're going to stop asking so many fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Immediately accurate. clocked. Immediately clocked that this woman <laughs> asked too many questions. It was the first time you guys had been to Ireland, too, or you'd been there? I had never been there. Um, and yeah, we, we went to Northwestern. Our parents met at Northwestern and Northwestern was playing Nebraska in college football in Dublin, um, for this, yeah, this sort of annual game where they get a couple college teams over there. So we, uh, yeah, Seth got some flights. My parents got some hotels and I bought some tickets to the game and we went and, uh, yeah, I played golf with my parents for like four days beforehand. And yeah, it was just, it was so lovely the people were so nice. The service is so mediocre, but they're so pleasant that you're just like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's fine if you forgot an entree or it's fine if drinks took forever because they're all so sweet and charming and nice. And yeah, it was great. I just flew in for the game, Jost, and Josh had just spent four days golfing with both my parents and I showed up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to party. And Josh, because he'd been alone with my parents for four days, had like the thousand-yard stare of a recently returned veteran from a, a foreign war. He'd been through it. <laughs> they, they often compare golf to that, that experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was good for some backup to show up. It's always nice. Remember, we were in Scotland together, and, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's golf here. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. You asked, I wonder and then you I found like, out. There, I wonder if there's go- I wonder if golf is big here. <laughs> Genuinely asking, I had to take that Scottish man aside after he rolled his eyes at you, and I said, "You have to realize this is a man who's not going to find out about combs for another ten years." <laughs> I do want to get yeah. to our travels because we have taken some uh, uh, friends for me or like family, and we've taken some trips together, Colin. And I want to get to that, but. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I want to get to Disney, but did you look forward to the national parks vacations as well as a kid? I did. I mean, it was uh, we did a, just a lot of hiking, which I liked somehow. I, I can't imagine as a kid you would really like doing that, but I did like it. And we rode horses around like the edges of the Grand, like down up and down the Grand Canyon and stuff. Things that seemed very unsafe, and I don't know if they are or not, but they. It was like the tiniest ledge and you're going, but I did, it didn't at the time phase me. And we would drive, I mean, the, the bummer is sometimes without a plan, they would be like, I heard there's, you know, a crater <laughs> near here. We, sh- we got to go see this. And then we would drive four hours to a crater and, and it, in the middle of the desert with, the, it was like a fence around a crater and you would look at it and then they'd be like there anything else to do like a roller coaster with it or no <laughs> and you would just drive back to the nearest other park 
Yeah, I think I've I think I've driven into the parking lot for that crater, and then was like, <laughs> I'm turning around. <laughs> I don't know. I need to go all the way. Yeah. 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 So you're driving, obviously, a rental car, and yeah, you and your brother Casey. No, we bought. We always bought. <laughs> <laughs> You'd land and buy. Yeah, we would drive out to the west, but then we would buy a new car. Yeah, <laughs> and your your mom would be like, "Look, we this is we don't travel internationally. We have money for cars. <laughs> you travel domestically, you buy a new car every time." Yep, and it was it was take a car, leave a car in the crater. <laughs> you leave it. You leave it in the crater. <laughs> it's huh. car crater. I'm what, what, yeah, car crater. You, oh, I would I, go I see that. a crater full of cars. If someone sure. said it's a four hour drive to see a place called Crater Full of Cars, I would go. Yeah, there's that like airplane graveyard out in the desert somewhere, but I think Car Crater would be better than airplane graveyard. Certainly seem, seems like there'd be fewer fatalities getting getting the vehicles in the crater <laughs> versus airplane graveyard. <laughs> Someone like jumping out last minute when it lands. <laughs> they don't crash it in the desert. It's oh, okay. old planes. Yeah, They're they drive them and they don't they don't bury them with. <laughs> they the drive them to the desert. Yeah, right. Look, we just we don't have all the answers about airplane graveyard. <laughs> so we you would be you'd be appealing. in a car or you'd be in an RV. What Wait, are you getting also, around it? Uh, speaking of car crater, someone told me recently that out in Montauk at the surf break, that at some point in like the fifties to just make the surf break better, they drove drove like fifty cars <laughs> into the ocean, and they're just out there in the under the water. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> What's the, you asking us? <laughs> could that be true? I don't know. I think it could be true. I think you know what? Maybe it's more fun if it is true. I will say, cars in the ocean does seem like a real hippie surfer plan for how to improve or, the break. It actually, sounds to me like uh, America was so so wealthy in the fifties that you could just drive loose cars <laughs> into the ocean, and it was we were so prosperous as a nation it didn't even register. Do you remember traveling well? And when you're on a four-hour drive, is it everybody talking in the car? Is it you and Casey talking in the back seat? How did you spend the time? Like, we were a book-on-tape family. We uh, fought a lot, pretty pretty, uh, aggressively fought, physically fought. We were also, I just remembering this, we would bite pieces of uh, the car, (laughs) the headrest (laughs) behind my parents and my and my grand like my grandpa would drive us around and we would bite pieces out of the headrest of the red the headrest of their like 1970s Volvo and the at the point that they noticed we had basically eaten <laughs> eaten the headrest down to the metal wire <laughs> in the bottom of the head so the there was like the top of the headrest was intact and the bottom was just a metal piece that used to have foam and leather or whatever. Now, my question would be, to what end? <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm just remembering this, and I don't know. I don't remember what the purpose. We were definitely based on photos of how heavy we were. It was not for sustenance. We did not. <laughs> we never wanted for food. <laughs> this wasn't a child services intervention issue. Uh, we just, I think it was like boredom at that time before you could have a video game or something that we just decided, let's see how far we could get eating, eating our, the headrest of the car. The car. And so would it be both? Would it be the, the driver and the sort of Yeah, shotgun? we both worked at them. And I, maybe it was almost a competition yeah, that's to what see I'm who, got, who got to the wire the fastest. Did you always have, like, your seat? Were you always behind the driver? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say, did you always have bigger teeth? Did that help you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so we always had a side, and it was just a side. I don't know, why, I don't know which was better, I, I guess. I think, I think I was behind the driver's side as the older yeah. brother. Did you guys have that? I don't remember. I don't recall. Yeah. Now, I have a couple of things. One, an observation that seatbelts used to be worse if you could lean all the way forward and chew at the headrest behind. <laughs> well, we would always, I don't know about you guys, but the seatbelt was always, you'd immediately take the shoulder thing and be like, this is uncomfortable, so you put it behind your head. There you go. Like, you know, behind your whole body, which I think defeated the purpose of the I don't even shoulder. think we had shoulder straps in the back seats. I feel like we just had little lap band things. I do think this is us being a tick older than Joe's. I think you might be right. Shoulder yeah. straps were for yeah. his his golden generation. <laughs> but Joe, here's my other thing. Because sometimes now, being a parent, you'll catch your kids doing something that makes you angry. 
But then there's something like this where it both makes you angry and it makes you question everything about your kids. Like, if I saw that they were chewing the headrest, I would both be mad because the headrest had been chewed, but then I would be so worried about the future that I right. had sort of headrest-eating kids. What was your would, what you was the reaction? you kind of start to question yourself as a parent? <laughs> I mean, Can you give I, this kid something I else this. to chew on? <laughs> I know Alexi would immediately tell me why a thing I had done had led to the kids eating the headrests. <laughs> and you might, I mean, at that point, you almost would have to believe it because it's not, it's not, yeah. uh, it doesn't seem like innate behavior. It seems learned. Right. It does seem learned. But what was the reaction when they found you uh, being? I think it was so crazy. They couldn't even be angry. <laughs> I think they were genuinely, I mean, may, maybe that was the period where we went to therapy together, but uh, <laughs> I really don't remember. I think their reaction was so, it, I think it was also a little bit for them because we started at the back, the part they didn't see. So yeah. by the time we got through to the point they discovered it, it was almost like the Shawshank <laughs> discovering that behind the poster right. was a whole tunnel <laughs> they had dug. <laughs> and I think they were almost like impressed that we had gotten this far into yeah. eating Eating the headrest. <laughs> there was that moment in Shawshank where the warden realizes it and he turns, looks directly at camera and nods like, pretty impressive. <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah, that was... Uh... Did you and Casey, did you guys go, did you and Casey go to therapy together? We did. I, we did at some point. I think because we were so, we were just so like fighting so violently. I don't know why either. <laughs> and... Oh, we get along great now, but we really were. And I remember I, in my mind, we went to like one thing of therapy to like a therapist who was just 10 doors down, who I feel like it was an Irish cat. You would ne no one I knew ever went to therapy. So I feel like they brought my parents were like, we have to try something and just brought us to someone down the street. And we went into their house. And I, I truly that's my memory of therapy. But I think it was a therapist. But I don't know. And I think we just talked for a little while. And he was like, yeah, it's not that bad. And then that was therapy. <laughs> that's my memory of therapy. Did either of you when you're fighting in the back of a car driving from National Park to National Park, any injuries, any like sustained injuries of note? Because it sounds like you guys are going at it pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I broke my wrist at some point. I was like, I'll race you down a mountain and then tripped and, you know, fell and hit a, uh, and broke my wrist. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there was lots of emotional uh, damage, but yeah, I don't know. There was no, there was no real injuries. I mean, my, my, my grandma definitely had a heart attack, which I think counts as an injury, but on, <laughs> on like a mountain in, in, uh, Colorado. And I remember we had to like get her draw like figure out a way to get her down a mountain into a hospital that was kind of a crazy thing but that that was i think unrelated to us <laughs> <laughs> let's hope so we know i don't know we never got to the bottom of it where it came from maybe that was the day your mom told her about the headrests <laughs> <laughs> the day she looked behind the she was always in the passenger seat back then right. so she never did you go on vacations look. with your grandparents a lot as well we went, that was, they were, they came out to the national park. So we went like the six gotcha. of us, my parents and my, uh, my, my parents and me and my brother and my grandparents, which was really fun. And, so which uh, side grandparents were those? My mom's parents. So my mom's parents grew in that, lived next door to us growing up. So we lived, got it. It was like a full, everyone loves Raymond, uh, setup where they live next door. And so we would basically my parent, I think my mom was like, we have to bring them because otherwise they'll just be home alone. <laughs> so we went, we, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they would have been very happy to just be hanging out alone, but they, we, they came on every trip. So it was, it was all Did of they us enjoy, driving Do you think they liked going to national parks as well and liked being with you and Casey? I think so. I think they, I think they loved it. I mean, again, they also never, it was like the only travel they did. Like no one ever left Staten Island. So this was like their, this was their, uh, their getaway. And would you... Would you camp? Would you stay in like a little motel or what was your, what was your setup? It was a mix. We camped a little, we would stay, it was like, yeah, motels and lodges that were around at, at the different parks, whatever it was there. We kind of just bounced around. Adjoining rooms? Yeah, no, we, my, we were in the same room as my parents. My grandparents were in another, it wasn't like a fully Willy Wonka, yeah. you know, four in a bed uh, opposite uh, legs, but we were <laughs> opposite legs. <yeah. laughs> I think as they describe that. <laughs> That's how it was in the really, stage directions. 
I really tried writing a, a sketch. I think it even aired, but I tried writing a sketch that was the four Willy Wonka grandparents in a bed, you know, and then two of them start trying to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, a, and, and then the others were like panicking, like, oh no. And I think we, we did it, but it, there was like a whole thing where they were like, we really have to stage the sex so it doesn't look like they're having sex. It was like just useless. Yeah. I like so. that you said I tried to write something. I think it actually aired. <laughs> I do think that is the outcome of a lot of SNL sketches, which is it aired. It's not the thing I tried to write. No, but it did air. <laughs> it did air. America America was able to watch it. But. So I remember just the Disney part of this. So I remember you saying this, and I thought it was a joke at first, but you went to Disney every year, and you continued to do that. Yes. As an adult. Yes. The the most uh, the the craziest was one is that every there was a whole group uh, a whole college group that got invited to go to the playboy mansion for like a weekend of su- it was like hugh hefner invited all the writers for whatever thing and instead of going to that i went to disney world with my parents and my grandparents <laughs> and uh um I-, I really don't understand why but i thought it was important or something that i should go tradition with my family. tradition I- i'm like oh why and this is an unbroken streak. I mean, obviously, you've had years off at some point. I did. I did. I did take some adult years off, but I definitely went. I, I remember going as an adult a few times. I don't know again why, but and then we've now with kids, we've now gone the last, I don't say three or four years, we've gone, um, which has been that's been really fun to go with a purpose instead of <laughs> <laughs> to see joy in others instead of confusion in your own eyes. Uh, but yeah. did you love it as a kid? Did that, oh was God. it the best? Yes. And it was, yeah, we loved everything. We loved like learning about how there were underground tunnels and how no one had technically ever died at Disney because if you died, they like moved the body to another location. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I guess they died in St. Pete or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't they moved them 200 miles, but you know what I mean? I like that they, they someone thought there was a serial killer who was just uh, murdering random people with mouse ears in different parts of Florida. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, things like that. We liked the we liked all the weird finding out whatever the dark sides of <laughs> Disney were too. And when you would go to Disney, would you always be sort of in the park, or would you do adjacent activities as well, or was it no? Fully- it was no. It was like six a.m. up park till midnight. And then go home and sleep for a couple hours, grab like eat a waffle on the on the bus to the park, like a Disney Year's waffle. It was it was like maximizing the three days there, like wall to wall. Did you have a favorite ride? Uh, you know me. For me, traditional Splash Mountain. Why change it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't wait, finally, someone asked me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I did this podcast. Um, I would say, I mean, Space Mountain is, seems like an easy one to say, but I really, I, I loved, I loved Space Mountain, and um, and I, I would throw up on the teacups like every time. I, I'm a big motion sickness person, but I still had an affinity for it that brought that brought me back. So you would throw up on the actual ride during it or after? Uh, a mix. I, I think I got a handful. I got off. And would Casey <laughs> not want to ride with you knowing that? Or would he, was it ride or die? I think Casey was continued to be tricked into doing it again, thinking it Got was, it. He, I mean, he was a loving younger brother, as I'm sure Josh, you can attest. It was like, my brother invited me into the cup again. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, there was rarely a time if ever I ever would have turned something like that down and offer from Seth. Can't say no to the cup. It's great to be a waiting in line and seeing a kid run, like running off, puking on the ground, and then send <laughs> your own still. kids in. You yeah. so um, you know uh, you're famously married to Scarlett Johansson, and <laughs> she is in Marvel films. Marvel, of course, owned by Disney. I'm assuming that means when you go now, you are getting half as- off. <laughs> That's how nice. It's I thought crazy, it'd be so yeah. much more just to have off. 70% off on food <laughs> because they don't, I mean, it's not all, like the pretzels sure. aren't, you know, some of those are, are imported. <laughs> right. Like the, the thing, again, when you get to the World Pavilion, tariffs, now tariffs change everything. You know yeah, that, I mean? you're not even in business. You're <laughs> just in the world. That's not Disney. You're out, you're out in the world. I mean, 
yeah. if you've gotten your passport stamped with each drink that you've had at different places, you know, it's a different, it's a different world. Yes. They're, they, they're, we're treated very, uh, very nicely. And we get to see like the backs of rides and stuff. It's very exciting. So now obviously I, I, I hope that for me, when I go to a park, <laughs> I have not gone to Disney or, or universe, like for example, universal, which is, uh, you know, the company that, uh, you and I work yes. for now, they, yes. they have some of these theme parks. I'd hope for that. But my question is, do you feel as a kid, you growing up waiting in line was character building? Doing an hour for a roller coaster was a character building, and do you think it made the ride better having waited that long? I do think so. Um, I I don't care now, but I <laughs> I do think that is true. Disney, the ride, the whole line is such a great experience, and you see things, and then you go to like I remember going to Six Flags in <laughs> in, in New Jersey. And you'd go, you'd be waiting for the, the Batman ride. And it was just like a chain link fence with graffiti. <laughs> and they're like, let's do that part of Gotham. <laughs> let's just make sure people feel like they're really in the worst section of Gotham for two hours while you're waiting. And that was less maybe fun. But Disney, obviously, they have a great, uh, great setup. And I do think it's character building because you learned about patience. You learned about building mm-hmm. an expectation and then even if the ride is three minutes or whatever, and you waited two hours, you were so excited for those three minutes that I think it made it feel special. Um, so I do think that's, uh, I, do, I do think it's valuable. Would I ever go back? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I guess my question is, let's say I go to, uh, you know, one of the Universal theme parks. Yes. And the special treatment, let's be honest, is due to my accomplishments. It has nothing to do with anything my children have done. Do you think it's okay if I skip the line, go straight to the ride. But in order for my kids to have the experience I had, I get a second sort of guide for them. That's a just second a full two of like hours. a higher second, like a stand-in parents. Yeah, that has to, so they have to do the Who full, are a little mean too, a little on edge, right? A little over it, yeah. Because they've been, obviously they've been waiting in lines all day. So you got to get yeah. different, you know, fake parents that are a little. And look, at the end of the day, they get they get their regular parents back. But Yeah, but they've got like little flask, you know, little, they're a little all over the place, right? <laughs> I think, you know, ideally, I think you'd be able to ask, you know, this is what I'd like. I mean, so if it's me, if I want them to have the same experience I had, I would say, yeah, I think the mom, because Josh, our mom, what does she say when she gets too hot, if the sun's too hot? Oh, she gets the flux. Do you know what the flux is? From Joseph? Back to the Future? Is this We'd all no no. universal plugs? We have no idea. <laughs> no, I actually, I had her ask her doctor. She was like going for a physical. I was like, hey, tell the doctor that you get the flux, because I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> Someone <laughs> needs to address this. Is that like a modern version of the vapors? Maybe. Yeah. I think, yeah. By modern, like 40 years ago. And the yeah. vapors is 60. <laughs> I think the kids should have to wait in lines. But I mean, I don't, that's, it's like if you have a first class plane ticket, your kids should be in the bathroom in the back. You know what I mean? They should earn it. <laughs> yeah, they should earn it. I would imagine. So, you know, again, I think the nice thing about uh, being at Disney is uh, the celebrities are, the actual Disney characters, they're walking around, they're drawing the eye. Can you and Scarlett actually have a sort of lower key existence there? Can you get away with being who you are? Yeah, I mean, we're, we, I think the key is you just kind of keep moving. Sure. You have a hat, you kind of keep moving. And I think there, the nice thing is everyone's so distracted by their own children going crazy that it's not, yeah. it's kind of an ideal environment. Like no one's ever looking up. Everyone's always looking down in panic. Right. So it, it is a good, it's a good place to kind of like weave in and out and, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll do some, we'll do a limited park time and also do some just either a pool or some other downtime now, which I do, I do appreciate compared to my previous experiences. Have you been to any of the international Disney locations? Are you, uh, do you got a wish list? Yes. The first time I ever went to Paris, uh, what, I, I would travel with a friend who had like, a place to stay and I we, and and I was like, "Oh my god, we got to go to Disney," which <laughs> uh, you know, whatever, it was for a, another 20-year-old uh friend was um, who was like, I, "I don't know that that's what we need to do here," but I was like, "We have to go." So we went there, which I loved. I I just loved the detail cuz Space Mountain there, if 
I remember correctly, it's like a Jules Verne um, store. I, I actually don't know the, which book it is of Jules Verne, but you're like shot out of a giant gun into space mm. uh, at Space Mountain, which I thought was kind of a cool French twist on on uh, Space Mountain. Um, but I, so I, I did. I've been there. I think that's the only international one. And then the, a great, actually, a great surprise that we we did for our daughter Rose also was my parents when we were out in the national parks and we were so tired of being in hiking through national parks, they drove to Disney world in LA as a surprise. Didn't tell us and pulled up to Disney. We, they were like, first of all, the whole time they were like, see where we are. And it was like signs that said Los Angeles. And we were like, we, that means nothing to us. And they're like, <laughs> probably know what we're getting close to. No, had no idea. And then we got to Disney World and we, we really we freaked out when we were like eight and 10 or whatever. That was a great, a great surprise that we did. For, I mean, to be fair, it's Rose. hard to like look at, you know, uh, highway signs when your mouth's full of headrest foam. <laughs> well, I'm sure at least it was an era where, you know, the materials were safe. <laughs> Definitely weren't tripping. In case people get upset, I think you did say that's Disney World, but that's Disneyland. I'm sorry. Tells, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant to, I, I just don't want I people, did, people. I spelled it out. Like yeah. Disney World, like, but I in my I I say them yeah. opposite a lot. I say Disneyland. I think for, you guys are right? wrong. I think the I think Disney super fans are really chill about that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they know a lot of pros make that all the time. Josh, will you please ask Colin our Disney questions? If you had the middle seat on an airplane, what two Disney characters would you most want to be in between? <laughs> I think Goofy Pluto, right? <laughs> yeah, Goofy would be pretty Pluto. fun. Because then I mean, the whole time, you're just like, guys, stop it. <laughs> you guys. That's like a Southwest flight going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That's that's full you're on. Ne- I'm on I'm, you never believe it. I'm between Goofy and Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Better on the way there than the way home. The, the way Bur- home it's, That's Vegas. the Burbank to Vegas flight. Yeah. Oof. That's rough. Yeah, Goofy and Pluto, which I, because I, then you're like, which one of you is a dog? You're both, wait, you're both dogs. Yeah. Try to get to the bottom of it by the end of the flight. That's fine. And then you and then you look like a the consummate gentleman, right? Yeah, You're like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry about these two. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not with me. <laughs> they ordered me this Jack and Coke. <laughs> I didn't I I was gonna wait. I, I don't want this. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the digression. No, no, please. I, I remember we'll get back being on to a, this. Go, you go. Drool, I was thinking of drooling on a plane and I remember <laughs> I was on a plane. I was talking to someone who was a man from Portugal. <laughs> we we're talking, and I would. I was like, you know, I knew. I was like, I was like, oh, like football, you know, like that was the only word I kind of knew. Football, football, like fo- I was like, isn't that how you say football, but in Portuguese? <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know some Portuguese. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I really, I just saw that on a shirt, and I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> that was our conversation, whatever we're talking. And then, like at some point, I fell asleep on the plane. And I remember I woke up and my, my belt was undone. <laughs> belt was undone. And I woke up and it wasn't like my pants were undone. My, just my belt was <laughs> undone. And I remember waking up and I was like, ah, this, because I didn't think anything happened, but I just like, just the bay. It was probably like my belt, my belt broke. I don't know. But I remember it was like undone. And I was just like, I didn't really know how to, I didn't know how to say like, what happened here? Because I didn't feel anything had happened, but because if it would happen, I think he would have, and he put the pants back on, he would have also put the belt back on, right? <laughs> but right. It was just the belt undone. But I remembered, I just remembered it now. Like, oh, that was a weird moment. Oh my God. Yeah. Unless in Portugal, Fuchaball is a game where you try to undo someone's belt oh, surreptitiously right. without them noticing. Oh. Yeah. That's Fuchaball yeah. <laughs> is can you take off a person's belt without them waking up? It's like in the old days where you would leave, you would take someone's hat while they were sleeping. That's how they would know they could get to you, right? Maybe yeah. that's a, the Portuguese equivalent. Yeah. So if you, for any Portuguese listeners, you guys will write in and you'll tell us. Please do. Right? And now I'm going to digress off the digression. We went on vacation, the two of us, the three of us, excuse me. We went on vacation. We went to, we were in Helsinki. And we had a yes. very uh, late night in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. And we lost you, Jost. And on the way back to the hotel, I, I should point out and brag about you, which was the, the the reason we went to Helsinki was that Seth ran a a full marathon. A I did full, uh, you know, 
Olympic standard 26.2, the, the alleged distance between the city of Marathon and the city of Athens, I want to say, maybe? Yeah. That distance, right? You're bragging, and I, but I also <laughs> want to note that you did a very unkind thing. You wrote about this in your excellent book, A Very Punchable Face. Yes. And you printed where I finished. And I think I, I like finished 14,000th. No, house- you finished, you were, I feel like you were top 350. No. Really? I'm no way I was in the top 4,000. Anyway. Well, I thought it, you, you had a good time. I thought you were like under three hours. Over four. What is going on? <laughs> did, did you write this book? Are we going to find out that you're the ghostwriter? The, the same ghost that anyone was writing, was running a marathon. I had, I is- had Prince Harry ghostwrite mine. Ah, because he was free. He was, he yeah, was available. He was, he was free. Yeah. Somebody was writing his, so he He's wrote like, his. all right. <laughs> you, they always here. say that with, with ghostwriters, you pay it forward. So you, <laughs> so but again. You ran a marathon. So Seth ran. Yes. We went to Helsinki. You ran a full marathon yep. that day. Uh, I remember Andy and I, uh, Sandberg was there. We ran. Remember, we ran into the marathon uh, mm-hmm. f- with you. for. We ran about, you know, uh, 100 yards to cheer you on. Then we stopped winded after truly like a hundred yards. Then we went to the table that had that had water for the marathoners and took water because we were out of breath from running for that that long, cheering you on. Then we went out to celebrate that night. You had run a full marathon, yet you were able to go drink, have a night out, keep your wits about you a great far more out. than we than we were. And then you walked home and you fell asleep in. Well, and I remember, remember the Josh and I. I don't know if Josh remembers the conversation he and I had there at the at the party. We were at this uh, bar, and Josh was talking to a girl, and I didn't know if Josh was interested in this girl. Or this girl was interested in Josh. From a distance, I was like, "I'm going to be a perfect wingman and set up Josh." So I go over to Josh and this girl that he's talking to, who's who's from Helsinki, and I go do you know who you're talking to right now? And she was like, no. And I was like, you're talking to Gerald Ford Jr. <laughs> that was what, in my state, I thought the perfect brag. Oh, yeah. Because then she'd be like, oh, my God. It's like a Kennedy, but it's, G-F-J. I'm talking to Gerald Ford <laughs> Jr. I don't know if this, I don't know to this day if that's a person. I don't know, no idea. I was like, you're talking to the Gerald Ford Jr. And I thought like, oh my God, now she's going to be starstruck, you know? And yeah. then, and, and I also not, not even know, sure if you wanted her to be starstruck. That, that was in my mind. And then she immediately, this Finnish woman immediately goes, you're Gerald Ford Jr.? And you were like, uh, y- yes, yes, I am. Like playing along with it. And she was like, why aren't you doing something to stop the state of politics in America right now? <laughs> Launched into a diatribe about how you have the power to stop it. You should be making a difference right now and shouldn't be here drinking drinking in a bar. <laughs> Completely backfired my effort to build you up to this, this random Finnish woman. I don't know if you yeah, recall that. I don't remember that, but I'm shocked that you remember it based on where you ended up that night. Yes. And I should say, if Gerald Ford Jr. exists and is listening, everything that woman said is true. And... You and, know. and we're holding, and this is the moment we're holding you accountable. <laughs> yes, because Jost, as Josh pointed out, yes, it is impressive that you remember that because you did end up asleep in a graveyard. I went. I started walking home alone. I was like, "I'll see you guys later." Very bad move. Very bad two a.m. move to leave a bar in Finland, a place you've never been till that day, and say, "I'm going to go alone." walk back alone in the night to the hotel, started walking back, got very tired on my walk back. And then I decided the best move would be I would sleep in a park for a little while. I saw a park. I thought, what if I just sleep for a little while, then I'll have this energy when I wake up to continue my trip back to our hotel. Perfect plan. No holes. Perfect plan. Normally. (laughs) I went to sleep. I woke up what I thought was like, you know, six hours later and looked up and saw a headstone, 
like a tombstone that was next to me and realized that I had not fallen asleep in a random park, but I'd fallen asleep in a, in a Finnish graveyard on probably on, on a grave. Uh, and then <laughs> odds are as <laughs> odds are, if the odds are when you see a tombstone, the overwhelming odds are that there's a, gra- there's yeah. a grave. They're rarely just for show. Uh, and then, well, except Disney. That's true. Yeah. Unless, unless that's where they put the bodies uh, at the <laughs> at the haunted mansion. We don't know. Yeah. Full, come full circle. Woke up in this finished graveyard, then went back to our hotel where we were all staying. I believe woke you up. Yeah. You I went back to my room, but I didn't have my own bedroom. <laughs> so I was staying with we were like sharing a room. Josh very lovingly made me an entire bed next to his bed like laid out, like got pillows, made a little sheet. I think Trubby as a thank you for the whole Gerald Ford Jr. setup. <laughs> weirdly, yeah. he had, weirdly, he had come home alone. That's weird. Yeah, that's so strange. Dude, after this in, I'd get yeah. him. Made a whole bed for me. And then I fell asleep right next to it on the floor, not on the pillows in the bed that he had made. Fell asleep on the floor and then woke up the next morning and we were supposed to take a boat from Helsinki to Estonia. Yep, a ferry. And I was a ferry, and I was so we I mean, probably a lot of us were not doing great, but I feel like I was especially not doing great. And you you made the very wise call to not get us put us on a sea voyage that next morning. What we knew you were a guy who couldn't who famously couldn't handle the Disneyland cups. <laughs> we were a little worried about you crossing crossing whatever sea it would be to Tallinn, <laughs> Estonia, and uh, still never been to Estonia. I kind of low-key blame you for that. The other thing I, I know, remember- I, I regret, we, I, I really wanted to go to see Estonia, but- We, uh, we instead uh, flew to Amsterdam, where yes. uh, you know Josh and I had lived for years, and we, I remember the other thing is we went to the airport, so now we're flying from Helsinki to Amsterdam, and uh, the three of us get through customs, and then we look back, and you had been in line at one of the customs kiosks where you get your passport checked, and at some point, they had closed. That person had gone on break, and they'd closed that kiosk, and everybody had moved to a different line, except you couldn't process that. <laughs> and so we were on the other side, and we were just standing, and Josh said, he's in line at a place that doesn't have anybody at the end of the line. <laughs> and we were just like, I think we could get on the plane. He would just still be there. And we had to sort of wrangle you over to a different line. Well, yeah, had a bad case of the vapors. You had the va- you had the vapors plus the flux vapors super flux. Yeah. The other thing is you, uh, I, which I'm always impressed with. You always carried around a little book. You would write down uh, ideas, and you showed us the page that you had written down your night sleeping in the graveyard, and it was just like a swirl. <laughs> like you had, you had thought you had something interesting to write, and you had just written like just a doodle of a swirl. Before passing out, I think it was the uh, the spiral and the abyss that I was looking into yeah. that I accurately accurately drew for you. Yeah, pretty fell good. into that vortex, and then like we had a couple great days in Amsterdam, but you were in our friend's apartment just sweating through various <laughs> sets of sheets. Yeah, in a weird sort of fever haze, a full like I had got like I had cholera or something. It was just yeah. needed to be isolated. I missed the the rest of the fun. Yeah. But hey, really worth it for that. Really worth it for that graveyard. Hey, one thing we wanted to ask all our guests on this show, but you've kind of already answered it, which is, have you been to the Grand Canyon? Your answer is yes. Yes. And then our, our next thing is, was it worth it? It is so worth it. First of all, I've been to the North Rim and the South Rim of the Grand Canyon, not to, not to you know, not to throw it in your, in your faces. but Classic the- double rimmer. And <laughs> double rimmer as it is, I like to say a lot with no context. I think the cool thing too is it's a completely different experience. I remember being in the South Rim of the Grand Canyon and it was like, you know, 95 degrees and crazy hot and, and it was snowing in the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. That's how much of a crazy change there is while you're there. As a kid too, I don't know if other people, if you guys ever did this or people do it, or we would always look count uh, try to find license plates from all 50 states yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you remember when we were driving that. around and grand canyon was one where you could knock off you would knock off like you would see alaska and hawaii you know and still i'm like i don't know the whole hawaii one how that quite works but um because no one take no one's taking the 
car on a boat, right? Look, if you saw no. it, you saw it, bud. I saw. I swear to God, I, it's a rainbow. There's no way to fake that. When you were a kid, <laughs> did you when you saw a license plate from a different state? Did you ever wonder, do their headrests taste different? <laughs> As a connoisseur. <laughs> Like, are they spicier from, like, did you think a Louisiana well, you think a license state plate? To state. You're, you don't think it's car type. You think it's state? I think it's state. <laughs> I think a Honda from Louisiana might have a little bit more kick in the head. A little kick. And that's a great plug for our sponsor, Honda, Louisiana <laughs> Honda dealership. <laughs> Honda, Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah. Honda, <laughs> Honda hot sauce. Um, all right, well, that's good because Josh wants to go and I don't want to go to the Grand Canyon, but it seems like you're leaning in pretty hard to go. It is mind-blowing. When you see the size of it, you are kind of like, it is not just a canyon. It is a Grand, it is a grand now, see, Canyon. My, it is, I, my, it my knock on it is I feel like they're, they, it's a, a spoiler alert. They should have just called it Canyon and you should have yeah. found, you should have got there and then found out it was Grand. Decent Canyon. And then you're, and you're like, like no, this I is I feel better. like the, it's, you might as well have called Sixth Sense the kid can see dead people. You know what I mean? They blew it. I do. I do. And which you, <laughs> which I think, I think a lot internationally it is often called that though. When you see it, if you're watching Sixth Sense and like, yeah, you know. Well, sure. In Czechoslovakia, I'm going to risk it. And say Finland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, I think it's very, very. Uh, I think it's very, very worth it. And another thing we did that I would I would really recommend is we hiked down, camped in the base of the canyon, and hiked back up, which is just a that, that also like seeing the different perspectives of it. And I and I went before we went before there were all these tricked out these newfangled things like the whole kind of glass walkway where you can go out over the canyon and look down, mm. which I, I so I never got to do those things, uh, which might be which might be cool too, but. Yeah. Any other national parks stand out to you? Any faves among the ones that you went to? I mean, Bryce and Zion, uh, we, Scarlett and I went back and hiked, did that a couple years ago. That was really, that's fantastic. Arches, National yeah. Monument. A lot of the national monuments, you know, you don't, you think, oh, maybe it's not as fun because it's not a park. It's just a monument, but it actually is just a park. So it's also fun. <laughs> and uh, it's, just a, it's just a poorly named park. It's just a poorly named park. And then these are, these, these are like, I almost feel like a loser saying them, but Yellowstone and, and Yosemite are are mind blowing too. And Yellowstone even has like its own sort of Grand Canyon, which is kind of cool. So you could do a if you really can only do one, you can get a kind of a combo. Yeah, nice. Those all appeal to me, not to Seth, not to me. <laughs> are you just Seth? Are you just not, are you just not really a national parks person in general? I think you should give it to companies. Companies <laughs> should be in charge of these parks. <laughs> I feel like we're leaving money on the now table. Seth, as you always say, I'm an oil man, right? I'm at, at heart, I'm an oil man. <laughs> yeah, you have the sort of the companion piece to the uh, the PBS documentary series, uh, America's Best Idea. In your mind, it's it's our worst idea. Yeah. It's called Money on the Table. It's, a, it's called America's we're leaving best money on the business table. opportunity. <laughs> money on the table. Is there some place, Joe? You're very well traveled, man. You just got back from the Cannes Film Festival. Had you been there before? Oh yes. Um, I had got, I had been to the Cannes Lions Festival. Okay. Which it's just uh, for movies about based, lions. Yeah. Yeah. That one movie <laughs> they made lion that obviously was there. Or lion anything King. where the lion roars in the beginning, the MGM lion there, that, they accept those. They say, I mean, it's really just an MGM. They just do films. Yeah. It. They bought they, it out. Sure. They bought it out. Um, they, I, we, we, I've gone to that, that festival. So I've been, I've been there a couple times. The first time I ever went there what uh we i landed i'd never been i'd never been in the south of france or and and never been to really like a festival i don't think in my life and i was there to do stand up and they there was like i was waiting for a car and they were like hey there's uh there's no cars there's a strike i feel like every time i go to france there's a strike something there's a strike and they were like there's no cars because they're striking i think it was a strike against uber so any any private car they, there was like a strike and they were like, it's, you can't get in. The, the one guy got in a car and a bunch of cab drivers like surrounded it and set it on fire. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow, it's really, they really do it. They do their strikes in France. And uh, they're like, so we don't have a car. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I could walk or I could take a 
uh, train or whatever, whatever's good. And they were like, no, 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 we're, there's a helicopter. We're getting, we got a helicopter waiting for you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is, of course. I've never been on a helicopter. I, I'm scared. I never wanted to be on a helicopter. I was very scared of it. And, but I was suddenly just like, oh, okay. Um, all right. They were like, yeah, just get on. And I was like, okay. I kind of felt like peer pressure to get on this weird two seater helicopter and got on. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Um, and he's like, uh, I was like, how are you doing? You know, and, he, and the guy's like, eh, I'm not, I'm eh, not so good. I, I just, uh, I had this whole bachelor weekend in Amsterdam. I was just kind of <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, are you ready to go? <laughs> and just instantly took off like straight in the air, which I guess helicopters do. That's the Ide- ideally. <laughs> that's the good, that's the good version, right? Straight in the air, like, let's go. You know, uh, and and had this like ten minute helicopter ride to some other location there where I had to go do stand up at this festival. Did he play a little? Was a little football played? Where was the belt, belt. when you landed? <laughs> belt start. I didn't have a belt when we took off. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> but you had one when you landed. That's I had the one when I landed. Yes. So that yeah, but that was my only other. That was my only other time there, and. But I will say the fe- the the film festival, which is the festival <laughs> I think people want to go to. Uh, to I've, I've told a lot of people, oh, no, go for the Lions. And they're, they're like, oh, huh, great. Uh, and, but I, <laughs> the film festival is is pretty extra. It's pretty extraordinary how many people show up who just love movies. It's it's it is, yeah. you know, the, the theater where they were where this where Wes Anderson's movie was playing that Scarlet's in. Uh, is it was four thousand people in all in full black tie. People got kicked out if they were wearing a full tuxedo, but like white sneakers. Wow, they weren't allowed in. Full black tie, and and they sit in the. It was like one of the biggest theater movie theaters I've ever seen, and watch this movie. They're so into it. They're applauding for all these minutes after, which is the. It's like you know I don't know if we got like a seven minute standing ovation, it, which is six and a half more minutes than I've ever seen a standing ovation in person, yeah. you know? You read uh, and- you read headlines about it, but I actually imagine it must be shocking to watch it in real time. It's a it's you start you almost feel like you're hallucinating at some point. You're like you've just ne- you've never seen people applaud for that long in unison, too. Yeah. And it doesn't seem insincere. It does seem authentic. It does. It, it I think part of it's the atmosphere of how wonderful we all did this experience together. When you say in unison, do you mean that they clap in time with each other? <laughs> no, no. Because that no. would be terrifying. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's like, actually, that is a nightmare. That is. Uh, People dressed alike clapping in unison is real scary. That got real scary. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I lied. I do have one other thing to ask you about. I would like to know what the fairy situation is. We talked to Pete on this podcast about the Staten Island Ferry and its current, you bought one, mm-hmm. right? That's not a secret. How do you feel it's going? I think we're a publicly traded company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Titanic too. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going really good. It, I, every doc, every like, even now inv- as we're putting together all these investor proposals, it still says Titanic too. And I'm like, I think now we have to pivot. <laughs> Once we're asking for money, I think we have to pivot. It is. I'm not just. I'm not just selling this because I am a investor in this. It is gonna. It is gonna be a pretty dynamite situation when we're do- when we're done with this thing. I mean, not that we will have to dynamite it. Put dynamite. <laughs> we're not gonna have to put dynamite on it and end it. I we're mean, it's gonna be it, tow it out to Montauk <laughs> and dynamite it, and it's gonna create a great break for all the surfers. I'm very. I'm very. Um. I'm very bullish about the future of this. I do. Again. I feel like you and Pete, I feel like good things happen to you guys. And so I think this is going to be, I don't know when, but I think one day Josh and I are going to be standing on the bow of that ferry and we're going to be saying, they did it. These guys did it. Um, They tricked us onto a ferry that is going to sink into the middle of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) They tricked us and they did it. I think it may be so long that, uh, you know, no one remembers who we are by the time it happens, but we... I do think we're, there's going to be a pretty cool thing that comes out of it, I hope, and, and uh, maybe an interesting uh, experience of a boat. Pete was very honest with us that you're doing, you're doing more of the heavy lifting than Pete is on the business side. <laughs> 
And now were you guys like, no, what? <laughs> no. I feel like he's doing more of the heavy lifting on on the celebrity side. And I'm more the business. I'm more the back, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, the numbers guy. You know a lot of famous people, but I feel like Pete's the guy opening night that probably gets like the 15 most famous people to show up. If I'm yeah. subtracting celebrities you're married to, I feel like Pete gets the top 15. Yeah, there was the um, there was the guy uh, who was at Gatsby's parties also. Like one of his friends was there, Meyer <laughs> Wolfsheim. Oh, sure. I'm sure some people were like, oh, that's Meyer Wolfsheim. He's he's interesting also, but they were really there to see Gatsby. Yeah, he's he's our modern Gatsby. Let's be honest. We all have to accept that. But in the end, Meyer Wolfsheim, I didn't. I I think turned out great, right? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody said he was based on a good guy. He was a good guy in the book, secret hero <laughs> of Great Gatsby. Um, we're gonna let you go, Jost. What a joy! What a joy to see you. It is, it is such a joy to see you guys. We have had some very nice trips together, and it was nice to remember yeah, some of the- We've left uh, some out. We, this, we didn't even hit them all, so you might have to hit come them. back. Hey, well, I will happily come back if I'm welcome back, <laughs> depending, um, on, depending on how all my Splash Mountain comments play and, and how the, I guess what the level of uproar in Portugal is. Right. We'll yeah. see. I feel yeah. like this, we might be fully banned from the podcast feeds of, of Portugal. I'm trying to just eliminate country by country. I, mean, I feel like we pretty much knocked off Portugal and 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 Finland, right? So yeah, Estonia's whatever. not going to be happy that you <laughs> you fucked up our visit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Colin Jost, uh, it's summertime, so there's no SNLs. Hopefully, there'll be SNLs in the fall. But until then, I think it's Delta. At least two years ago, you could see Tom and Jerry. So do it, yeah. check that out. Yeah, if you're on a Delta flight two years ago, <laughs> do check out. <laughs> Do check out Tom and Jerry. Flying to France, by the way, for the festival, the two screen, the options on the movie screen, it, I, this wasn't the only two, but it was presented like they were, it looked like they were the only two, were The Whale and uh, Le Strumpfs, the Smurfs, <laughs> the Smurfs in French. So it was, it was real, it was a real... Uh, I feel like no one was like, ugh, I feel like both these are right up my alley. I got, I guess, is there enough time to watch them back to back? <laughs> I guess it's a real back and forth. It's <laughs> I think they, this Lestrumpfs in America was, it opened as the animation before the whale, right? Yeah. They did like an animated <laughs> short of the Smurfs and it went right into the whale. Right, it was the Pixar short before the whale. And then, and then I put the whale, we were like, as we were taxiing, I was like, I'll put the whale on now. I'll see the first little, <laughs> I'll start you know, watching the whale now. And then the, it was like the first scene is him masturbating. <laughs> People are like coming up the aisle. <laughs> and it looks like I just turned on to watch the scene where he's masturbating. Anyway, I thought I'd leave you guys with that. With that. I think, you, yeah, we should leave everybody with that. And uh, I love you, buddy. All right. Love you guys. It's very nice to see you. Yeah, you too, buddy. Love you. Driving in a rental car. Joe Bro, we're getting hungry National parks can be so far apart They felt a grumble in their tummies There were snacks to eat But they didn't want them Pretzels, carrot sticks and chips They said no